Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it is hip to be square. The Halloween month of Spooktober comes to a head in our second annual Spooktacular. Happy Halloween, Normies! Welcome back to all our David S. Pumpkins out there and non-David S. Pumpkins to the annual Spooktacular, as Joe said up top. And it's going to be a special one. It's our third one. It's 3D. It's the season of the witch. It's the uh, return of the Spooktacular, maybe, uh, with your host, uh, Colin. Spooky Colin. This is uh, Mike's Haunted Mansion. Uh, Super Spooky Joe. Season of the Joe. Uh, spookiest spookiest Jacob the most spooky of them all spooky Jacob returns (laughs) I will confess to our uh, normie hosts up top uh, I've been running out of Halloween based podcasts as I only do Halloweeny things in this Halloween season so I've been going back and listening to our episodes and would recommend normies do the same our last couple spooktaculars are very funny and I love spooky Jacob I love that he's back (laughs) he's back (laughs) better than ever best recurring characters Another one who's back and better than ever, Joe. You know, first we thought Homelander got you, then we thought the Blair Witch. We've been looking. Finally, we got the Ouija board and got it synced up, and the Conjuring has uh, successfully brought Joe back to the podcast. Finally, welcome, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I, You've been yeah, missed, my friend. Good. I heard that you were, you know, trapped in some memories, hopping around in a haunted house. So I'm glad that you're back in Being a present day with us. I'm sure it was perfectly splendid, all things considered. But we're here for the Spooktacular. We got the band back together. The Spooky Boys are back in town. The last Halloween episode of Halloween is this weekend, as of you listening, Normies. And we're excited to kind of just do a big whatcha about our spooky stuff as we do for the Spooktacular. So, yeah, that's where we're at. How about you guys? You've been getting spooky lately? I know I've been more spooky than usual. I've definitely... Um, Even uh, normally in Halloween... Yeah, I've definitely been more spooky than usual because I'm not, you know. Because I'm spooky, Jacob. <laughs> I'm spooky, it's Jacob. Better than baby. I don't know if you heard. heard. <laughs> it's the season spooky of variant of a Jacob. But you know, horror is not my favorite genre. Like I have nothing against horror movies, but I don't normally watch them all year round, typically. So um, I definitely watch more of them in this season of spooks than usual. Right? How about you? But guys? you do the thing. You do all rom coms up to St. Patrick's Day. That's that's, that's your right, Valentine's of Day. Yeah, <laughs> lovers' season. And sp- Exclusively watch leap year all day on uh, February twenty eighth or 29th, depending on the year. That's right. You only get to do it once every four years, so you really got to make <laughs> the most out of that one. It's true. But yeah, spooky October Halloween. You guys having a good October, Colin? You having a good October so far? I am peek behind the curtains to normies. This is the closest we've ever gone from like recording to publishing. So like truly, you are going to get caught up on the stuff we have been up to and just kind of the state of the world. I haven't done any pumpkins, you know, I haven't done any jack-o'-lanterns or anything this year, but yeah, I've been doing my list, I've been watching my movies, but I'm not really feeling October-y, or any of you guys having, like, the spooky blues? Yeah, well, you know, it's Mm -hmm. tough with everything that's going on, I mean, normally I'd be, you know, going to my friend's house, doing spooky stuff, maybe going to Halloween parties, but obviously can't do none of that now, so 
Just been alone in my old house by myself watching spooky movies. You know? The old Mansion Joe, how about you? How's October been treating you, my friend? Uh, you know, it was a really busy October for me, but I still made plenty of time for spooky stuff. And it, it's interesting in the, the year of the lockdown, I redid some of my, my classic Halloween rewatches. Like right at the top of lockdown, I ran through all the paranormal activities, some of the ones that I would usually do around this time. So I was kind of going for for some new norms in terms of my rewatches as well. Some new normies. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought we we felt your presence on the the found footage episode. I knew there was something going on as a the paranormal the yearly tapes. viewer. Any yeah, stuff right. though, yeah, Joe? I thought I heard something. Did you do any carving? Have you done um, you know? Obviously, we cannot do haunted houses, but in California, they have the um, hayride where Ooh, this year yeah. you can just like drive your car up and around. How about what if Jacob and I do that, Joe? Two losers just by ourselves, like in the car, roll the windows <laughs> up, not even interact with the people at all. Well, that's <laughs> actually, the, we, I heard we gotta like that. load a car. We gotta load a car yeah. with like 15 people and really, really that get the, the car's worth out of it. <laughs> no, I heard about that too because I was getting a haircut, and my barber was like, "Yeah, we I went with my friends to the haunted hayride, but you just you know drive your cars in and do it that way." And I was like, "That's kind of smart, actually, because you know normally we'd be going to, you know, um, spooky, what's a not, not scary, scary farm, farm or, or Universal Horror Nights. I always like to horror do nights. that. So it's definitely different this year, but that would be fun to do. I'm just gonna turn my lights off and park though, and like try to interact with all the guys." <laughs> yeah, they got the uh, they, the yeah, the Stranger Things theming is pretty interesting too. Even seeing that, so yeah, I will not be doing those because I like staying in my haunted house. Um, either that or just have loud neighbors. But a lot of stomping this October. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit of a bummer not to get for me. You know, like we we did pumpkin carving at your house, Joe, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, like yeah, it was a good time. And you know, so th- not having that is kind of a bummer. Not getting to you know get out there in the streets, but it is a perfect time to catch up on your spooky viewings, which it seems like that's what a lot of us have been doing. So that's kind of what we're here to talk about. And as Colin said, uh, we're recording this the day before we release it, just so we can get the most up to date on what well, I, I was finishing series for this, you know, right before record. So I'm, I'm excited Love to jump it. in here, guys. But yeah. Anything else out the top before we dive into our spooky selections for Spooktacular 3D, The Revenge, Spooktacular Rises? Now, uh, Mike, you put this <laughs> Halloween mask on. Joe and I are going to go over to this haunted dock. And, uh, you know, Jacob, uh, go inside that house with the babysitter, but go upstairs and maybe turn on some sexy music. All right, guys, I'll be right back. And so that it was that the listeners found themselves at Normies Like Us Manor. Young au pairs, ready to go inside and take care of the wards. Jacob, Michael, and Colin. And their mysterious death of their father, Lord Joe. Who is still hanging around and is here. And is definitely not a ghost. And uh, we are very happy to be hanging out and back, Normies. So, what are we spooking, Lord Joe? What, what have you been up to? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I preach about Shudder almost every episode. This seems like the episode that it is most appropriate to to uh, share the love of Shudder. This app, I'll tell you, 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes broke it down. Every single horror movie that was released in 2020. Obviously, there aren't a ton of them, but they went through every single one and ranked them based on the tomato meter. Uh, four of the top 10 Shutter originals. Like, that's oh. kind of pretty big for a streaming app, right? Uh, yeah. So I have watched a ton of uh, English, Korean, Indonesian, uh, Latin American, like everywhere from the world Damn. and every genre of horror. Like I'm talking 80s uh, cult classics, brand new stuff. I cannot praise Shudder enough. You have to check out this app. There really is something for every horror fan on it. I feel like they should be paying yeah. you. <laughs> they should. Did, did you hear me call you out, out in the uh, other episodes where I discouraged Shudder and said that, look, I love you, but how do they not have the classics? I love that they got the new stuff, but how do they not have the Stephen King adaptations, the Halloweens, the Friday the 13th, the Freddies, the anythings? Well, I think it's it comes out to plus. rights and stuff, right? Yeah, they're they're fighting Warner Brothers and and Netflix and Hulu and all of that to get those things. But they do have like the original Halloween you can watch uh, on Joe Bob's special last year. Uh, so you can watch that there. Um, they got one, four and five. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is really interesting. Like they have like splits like those, um, but they're always trying to add new stuff. And there's stuff that like cycles out a bunch like they have ginger snaps right now that's about mm. to go away so they do kind of rotate stuff out mm. yeah and i feel like if you get it like if you already have netflix and amazon if you're like me and you're just like selling out to all these corporate companies um you can kind of augment your s- different streaming channels that you have with shutter and you can find a lot of those classic horror movies on those different streaming services right? it's like an extra channel yeah yeah it feels like for the horror buffs out there, too, that have like seen everything there is. I mean, if the newest, you know, horror movies of 2020, four out of the top 10 are on Shudder. I mean, that's got to be awesome if you're a horror fan. Are there any standouts of just originals? Maybe not even off that list, Joe, that you've kind of um, checked out this year? Yeah, I talked about a couple episodes ago. Host came out. That was number one. Uh, really great right. horror on a Zoom call. Uh, I watched another one called The Cleansing Room, which is not found footage, but has some found footage elements. It's about uh, a streaming channel that does exorcisms, and they're all bullshit until the one that isn't. Uh, so that's kind of a lot of exciting twists and turns. Um, there's a new... I like that. There's a new uh, anthology one that has the Sam Raimi stamp of approval called the Mortuary Collection, I think. Uh, that one was really great. We So the other night, Joe Bob Briggs had his drive-in special, and they showed uh, Haunt, which was a Shutter original from 2019 that was written and directed by the guys who wrote A Quiet Place. Uh, so mm. it's pretty great. Oh, wow. Uh, and then they followed it up John with Hackle Lantern. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't write I it. I like it's, that uh, title. Woods and Becks, the two scholars. Um, and then they followed that up with Hack a Lantern, which is a batshit crazy 80s movie uh, directed by an Indian fellow who barely spoke English and uh, didn't really know what Halloween was when he was making the movie. Um, and the other thing I love about Shudder is that they have like a channel on the app. So when you open the app, you can just scroll over to the other side and it's just what they're playing on the channel. So that night, we actually oh. left it running from like 
6 p.m. to 4 a.m. and just watched different horror for the entire night. And it was kind of perfect. I really, really recommend this app. Sounds good. I like that. It kind of serves it up. Yeah, it reminds me like, yeah, when we actually had cable, right? It's like, ah, yeah, let's see what's on HBO and just whatever's there is there. But I think with horror, it's fun just to kind of jump in. Totally. That's cool. Shutter, you're you're getting me more and more convinced (laughs) on it, especially now. Like Halloween's this weekend. Like now is the time to check it out and just just binge some horror. Last chance of the year, you know. And and, and there's it'll so be much appropriate good stuff. for the month. Yeah, and it's That's like I'm awesome, telling you, man. it's it's all over the world, man. Like there are there's stuff from Korea, there's stuff from Spain, there's stuff from you know London, and there's there's obviously a bunch of a. Uh, good old-fashioned American slashers, but there really is something for everyone. And then on the flip side of it, the other thing that we did this Halloween that I cannot recommend anymore, uh, there's Disney+. Plus. You don't really think Disney when you think Halloween. Uh, obviously, you have your your Halloween towns and your Hocus Pocuses, mm-hmm. but before that... Before, that was the only one I could think of. <laughs> before either one of those, there are two Disney Channel original movies that I just have to call out. Uh, you don't even have to watch the whole movie. You just have to go to Disney Plus and search uh, Fuzz Bucket and Mr. Fuzz. Boogity and just watch the <laughs> clips that Fuzz they provide bucket. for Fuzz Bucket and Mr. Boogity. So these were sure. Disney Channel original movies from the late 80s that are just absolutely batshit insane. Uh, Mr. Boogity even gets a sequel, The Bride of Boogity, where Eugene Levy <laughs> plays the villain. Oh, my wow. God. And it's a young I, Eugene Levy. Wow. No, I'm seeing, yeah, these stills here. And, like, Fuzz Bucket looks like something that was referenced on um, Solar Opposites. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's Fun Bucket. But it's yeah, Fuzz fu- Bucket. Yeah, Fuzz yes. Bucket. It's, that's really crazy. Okay, Look, yeah, I'm is, getting, like... They are so outrageous because they're they're like 45 minutes long they were disney channel original movies but like in the late 80s when disney channel was like a premium content channel uh i'm telling you you just have to watch the clips it is the most batshit crazy things i've ever seen and they are just so fun to throw on in the background so definitely don't miss out on fuzz bucket and mr boogity and the bride of Boogie. <laughs> Joe, you've kind of pitched this Seal game before, uh, and maybe from one of our super listeners as well. Uh, wink, wink. We're winking at you. Um, yeah, playing he's, he's the the Disney roulette. You know those the the contract uh, Kurt Russell years, like the computer that wore sneakers and like all that stuff. Like, there's so many bad movies on Disney. I do love that you can cook up some Halloween material too. Yeah, uh, they're That's actually awesome. th- those movies too are featured. I don't know if it's because we watched these clips like fifteen fucking times in a row before we watched the movie and then watched the movie twice. Um, but it shows up in their Halloween collection, so you don't even have to search for it that hard. I'm telling you, Fuzz Bucket and Mr. Boogity do not miss out on these these all time. They want classics. you to see it. It's yeah, true. It's in their Halloween collection, they are pushing it. <laughs> That's yeah. <great>. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to check those That's out. That's awesome. For sure. All right, Colin, can I throw it your way for a second then? Because you always do your 31 days of Halloween. And like, have you kept up? Have you been making it? I've been doing good, buddy. We're at 26. Um, And I got the one figured out. I'm going to close it on Season of the Witch. You know, do like a third Halloween. Try to let that sort of be like the recurring motif. Next year, do Return of Michael Myers. You know, blah, 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 blah. 
Rob um, Zombie one, unfortunately. Yeah, well, like seven years from now, when I'm like ready to die, yes, I'll do the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> that killed myself that Spooktober, Mike. Um, no, we'll have Joe Rogan as a guest. It will be huge. By yeah, then. hopefully. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, we're winking at you right now. Come on, buddy. Um, you ever watch a horror movie on DMT? <laughs> I, I put a window in my sauna just so I can watch uh, Hocus Pocus. It's great. It gets steamy and it's like, it's scary, man. Anyway. Here's what I'll say, though. I have blown it. I'm not happy with any of my choices this year. To have fun oh. with it, I've kind of done like a lot of like threes. So, Joe, you weren't on it, but we talked about it. Scream 3, not the best Scream, right? You watched the worst Might be the worst the screams. <laughs> Might be the worst Scream. Friday the 13th Part 3D, that's my favorite. It's where Jason becomes Jason. But like outside of that, it's like Final Destination 3. Is that your favorite Final Destination, guys? Is that the roller coaster one? Great memory. Which, is it? Yeah. I like the one where they're yeah, on the highway and all the logs come down. Two. That's, that's two. two. That's Two's yeah. got that's the best opening one. for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I once got my teacher in Spanish class to let us watch Final Destination around Halloween as long as we watched it with the Spanish like language track. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say, so, was it even foreign? That's great, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how we got it cleared, but yeah, different times. Yokiro Death. <laughs> Destination Final. I just kept like oh. yelling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well do our anyway. spanish listeners welcome welcome mike just brought yeah, you in bienvenidos uh, i love that instead of just instead of just watching an actual spanish language movie you just watch that that's great yeah, yeah i don't know they, they well, coco wasn't out yeah. yet there was no sort of like spooky spanish movie right that's i guess we that's didn't true. we didn't have um, coco well, is the one that you can think of for <laughs> hey dia de los muertos that counts that counts <laughs> It's not the Curse of La Morona. La, oh, yeah. Morona. Oh, well, ooh, so that is, is I will say this real quick. Universe. Joe, what is oh. a dope three movie? I took a recommendation from you. The third Annabelle, Annabelle Comes Home. That movie oh, yes, fucking yes. slaps, motherfucker. That is the only mm. Annabelle movie I have seen. And it's one of my favorites in a long time. I don't know. It's just kind of like the Avengers of the Conjuring universe where, you know, you're in the house where they keep all their spooky shit. And then yes. Annabelle is, uh, is leading like a parade of spooky adventures. It really kind of has cabin in the woods vibes too. I like uh, it. Absolutely. Okay. And I, I apologize. The reason I jumped in, Mike was the director of La Llorona is about to direct mm -hmm. the third Conjuring movie. Now those, those, they uh. call all this, the Conjuring verse, they should call it the Ed and Lorraine Warren universe because that's the mm -hmm. psychic investigators who do sort of the exorcisms throughout it all. Right. It's the same issue I have where people are like, it's the Arrowverse. No, no, no. Call it the CW verse. It's call not all just about verse. Arrow. Yeah, call it the Flash verse. But um, <laughs> yeah, I can't keep that's track the worst of any of one. Conjuring. There's so, Jacob, this is the best one to jump into. Leatherona sucks. I'm nervous that that guy is getting his hand on this stuff, but Annabelle 3, Jacob not only contains, like, just enough of Ed and Lorraine Warren, like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, to be like, oh, this is incredible, they're the best, this relationship is why I come to these movies, but also it's, like, an awesome horror movie where, spoilers, Joe, the best scene in a movie, an exorcism is done with a film-projected exorcism that, like, does it to yeah. a ghost, like, while it's happening, Super like, creative. that's so visually cool. 
The other thing I liked about it too is I I've never seen the first Annabelle. I've never seen the second Annabelle, which I think is a which is a prequel to all of them. Yeah, never seen any of those. You can just you don't have to see anything to understand Annabelle comes home. It, they no they totally standalone story. Maybe I'll watch all. that one. Then. Um, On HBO Max, the, uh, very good. The Nun, which is like a prequel. I haven't seen that. That's like the second worst of the Conjuring. Verse. Yeah, that one was yeah. really and bad. F- and it's confusing. Sister, yeah, Tyson Farmiga. Jacob. I was like, why did they cast her? Because her older sister obviously <laughs> is is you know in the Conjuring and everything. So very confusing. But it's She's a prequel the set of the like hundred years before. Um, yeah, I mean, I, maybe one day I'll watch all those movies in in a row or something. Uh, but it's I prefer the, the Mike up. Flanagan verse. <laughs> this was um Maybe. this was going to become one of my my year rewatches cuz you kind of have to develop new ones right like when i was younger it would be scream every single year but then i you'd burn mm-hmm. yourself out after watching the same movies every year uh it was yeah. paranormal activity i just did evil those dead. so i was like i can't do them again yeah, evil dead uh this year that's that's my my halloween weekend plan is to go through all of the conjuring movies I yes. thought that would be a good, oh, that's a universe I haven't really tackled. I've only seen a handful of them in general. So The Nun's bad, The Curse of La Llorona's bad. Are you saying those mm-hmm. ones are? Conjuring 2's the best, followed by Annabelle Comes Home. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. For me, so I don't, you know, I watch, I have like my usuals that I watch every year, which I agree with you, Joe, because it's kind of getting old when you're watching the same movies. But I have, like every year I try to watch Trick or Treat, Cabin in the Woods, because those are like two of my all-time favorites of just rewatchability. The Scream movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I think... Go back and listen. Yeah, if I can bring up one of the movies I saw, and I've seen it twice now, I think this will be added to that list. Ready or Not, uh, which is a great movie. Uh, I first saw it on a plane uh, a couple of months back. Then I, you know, I watched... uh, My roommates hadn't seen it, so we watched it you know, last Sunday night. And, uh, it was a great, you know, it's a great little movie. Uh, Samira weaving, who's becoming like a new screen queen. She's also in the babysitter. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and a great cast just a, it's a, you know, it's just a really fun, uh, little horror movie with a great kind of, um, setup and premise. And those directors are actually taking on the new screen movie. That's going to be, uh, being made. So that's kind of exciting. Okay. Have any of you guys seen, nice. seen that? I have not seen Ready or Not yet. Oh, I've only seen recommend Mike. Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> now you yeah. see me. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's the, the double feature you programmed at a drive-in, right, Mike? I'll tell yeah. you the, the double <laughs> feature that would me, go. The double feature that would go great with Ready or Not, and they're both on HBO. Uh, the Invisible Man from this year. Mm. They just yeah, I was yes. thinking about watching I, that. Uh, with I love that movie. I watched I it earlier in the. Oh, I love need to Crawl. see too. Yeah. Yeah. They're just those contained in one place movies. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was, um, that's what kind of led to it because I watched, obviously what we're going to talk about haunting of Bly Manor, uh, second season of the haunting on Netflix with Mike Flanagan. Right. But after watching that, which we will get to, um, I was kind of on this, you know, uh, track where I wanted to watch a bunch of like haunted house movies or movies located in a house or like in one place so a lot of the movies on my list are kind of thematically connected that way um so this all Mm. takes place in a spooky house it's not necessarily haunted but uh mike i'll just give you the premise real quick so basically yeah yeah yeah. this girl she's marrying into this super rich family and they're like uh board game 
you know, a board game heirs because they, they built this empire of board games back in like the 19th century or whatever. And like Milton Bradley. Or yeah. Something. Um, so basically they have this tradition when you get married in the family, you have to take this card. And then if it's a certain card, if it's the hide and seek card, um, then the whole family basically has to hunt you and kill you and sacrifice you to Satan because they're part of this curse that they had long ago. Their ancient relative made a curse with, made a pact with the devil or whatever. So it becomes this mm-hmm. like, you know, she's trying to survive all these super rich people are trying to hunt her with old weapons and stuff. It's super fun though. It makes great use okay. of the space of the, um, very you know, big house and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little most dangerous game, a little bit, the lottery, totally. you know, kind of mixed in there. Very cool. It's very got a cool. lot of that okay. meta humor that I like, like in a cabin in the woods and stuff. So I think it's definitely going to get added in that canon for me of, of rewatchability every year. I love she that gives that's your really specialty. Strong, um, really strong, like Bruce Campbell vibes too from the heroine. So yeah, I think she's gonna she's gonna be a rising star for sure. Like I said, she I was like in the Babysitter. Lot, yeah. Not a great movie, The Babysitter, but uh, I think she's <laughs> great. talking a lot about it. <laughs> you can survive a bad movie, though. I mean, Tom Hanks started in that D and D movie, and that's he turned true. out okay. That's so true. you know. The cream rises at the top, as uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage once said. Oh, yeah. Um, and to, Oh, yeah. And to touch on Invisible Man, I, I love that. I watched that earlier in quarantine when it was like, they're putting out movies for 20 bucks. I'm like, what the heck is this all about? And I actually think that was a really good horror movie and um, self-contained. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a the best dark universe film. Totally. I saw that. <laughs> um, you know, I saw that staring at me from my Amazon Prime list. And I was considering I, I might watch it at some point. I'm just not a huge... Um, Elizabeth Moss fan, like I think it'll change your mind after all this. All right, one. well, I'll check it out and I'll report back. All right, we'll look forward to hearing from you in the field. Special report, Spooky Jacob. That's right. Not to be confused yeah, with Baby New who he sounds an awful. No, he'll be coming in a months. He'll be back or Shaky Jakey, the cameraman of found footage episode. The the. <laughs> thousand faces of, of Jake. Yeah. Well, we um, say, hold on, we say Baby New Year. Speaking of uh, Christmas horror, when Jacob was say, or when Joe was saying the Disney stuff, in my mind I was like, oh, are you about to say Nightmare Before Christmas? Then I was like, mm. oh, we should do a spook Sember episode, listeners. Oh, Let yeah. us know if you want that. But then I was like, ooh, we should wow. do a Gremlin spook Sember episode. We should do two. So I'm, yeah. I'm pitching that out right now, Normies. Nightmare Before Christmas is a great movie. I love that. And here's a question for you, Colin. Do you consider it a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? That is the big ass for both of those. I would say because Christmas is in the title of Nightmare Before Christmas, that is a Christmas movie. Yes. You know, I, that has that aesthetic. Movie. It's a Nightmare that movie. Movie. True. <laughs> That's We're stealing Santa, bitch. <laughs> I agree with you because um, it is more based on Christmas. It's just a Halloween guy trying to do Christmas, right? Christmas is what is at stake of being ruined because there is no Halloween and he's bored, right? right? That, that's why he goes to mess stuff up. So it's a Christmas movie, Gremlins. And I think Alex mentioned on the Scream episode that there's a, one of the Scream movies happens around Christmas time. Am, am I wrong? Um, some, I'll have to check my facts or go back and listen. I don't listen remember that because I just rewatched them all before that episode. I don't remember. Did you guys know one time, here's how dumb I am. I was watching H2O. And they go on break. And I was like, oh, that's right. They're going on Christmas break. And I was like, no, they're not. They're going on a Halloween break. These are Halloween movies. 
<laughs> but why would they be going on a Halloween break? That Halloween break sense. is like maybe a three-day weekend, maybe. Maybe yeah. I don't know. No one's also. It takes place in a universe where like the shape is real, so I guess yeah. they just celebrate that. I guess so. Any other um, standouts? You were saying, Colin, on your list, you're trying to pick third movies. I think Friday the 13th 3D, because it's like, that's when you get the hockey mask. It's the first one. It's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Jason Becomes Jason. It's about to end a film series because you have the rise with the mother, an actual Jason, Beghead, Jason hockey mask, then Jason gets killed. Jason Number four. Lives. That's it. Like the final nightmare. Or, or whatever Jason that one's X, called. Yeah. The best one. Jason, Jason X is my second favorite, baby. Don't even talk to me about that. But then from there, you've got like all this stuff where he becomes a zombie. So it's the new life of yeah. Jason past right. that film series. So space. I like the three where he's like, that's just like the most he ever the, is Jason. Like, yeah, it's a good third entry. Yeah, right. I mean, it's... Well, and you could argue too that like that kind of works for Michael too because if you skip three and you go to four, so you look at one, two, and four... At the end of four, like he's dead, dead. Um, he gets shot and in then both have, eye holes, Joe. <laughs> you yeah. cannot and then survive you, that. <laughs> and then you have like sort of the new rules where it's like, no, they're like supernatural undead creatures that can do anything. Right. I think Michael Myers is my favorite of the the slasher icons, if you will. Because I think wow, Halloween, really? the Halloween series is the best overall series of, you know, Freddy, Jason... Michael I Myers, like this. This is fun. Let's see. Let's get a quick hit. Yeah. Here, well, here's here's one thing that always confuses me, and I don't think it's really fair. Why is Freddy in that same conversation where yeah. he's like a sleep paralysis demon, essentially? Like he's not right. just a dude in a mask. Like he is. No, a he's actually that comes at you in your sleep. Yeah. He's almost a protagonist. He's so fucking chatty, too, to put him up against two mimes, essentially. It is kind of rough, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's just yeah. like when they were released, but it's such a weird comparison of like, well, they're basically exactly the same. And it's like, no, if I want to avoid Jason, I just don't go to space, New York, <laughs> or Camp Crystal Lake. They're coming uh, for you, Eli. If you want to avoid Freddy, it's dare like, you. don't sleep. Right. Like, what are you, you right. going to do? The guy gets you when you sleep. Yeah, it really is like two mutes versus a guy that like wisecracks all the time. So and yeah, they basically, <laughs> yeah, scary. They, they, they've said when they were working on Jason, they're like, yeah, basically we just want to do the best things about the Halloween, the original Halloween movie. So like Jason started out not because it was Mrs. Voorhees originally, but it's like the Friday Thirteenth movies were just explicit ripoffs of Halloween anyway. Um, right, and I think Halloween is the best like first movie of any of those. Oh, like yeah. John Carpenter directing. I mean, we'll talk. I'm gonna talk about John Carpenter mm-hmm. again in a little bit because I saw some of his other movies. But um, yeah, I mean, come but on. That's the thing. That you see, we talked about how Jason. It took him three movies to establish that identity, whereas Halloween, straight out the gate, was like you know already set. Freddy kind of was already a thing, and I think yeah, Jason gets better later. Right. Oh, yeah. can you imagine if Michael Myers didn't put the mask on until the return of Michael Myers? And then from the rest of the movies, you were like, oh, that's what he's always looked like. Right. And then Halloween, Halloween one is just Michael Myers' mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it is interesting <laughs> how much. Yeah. Uh, that's how Rob yeah, Zombie right? has yeah, it. Yeah, the way the. I- 
We yeah, don't talk yeah. about those ones. We, know we don't talk about those. But the way the identity of Jason is really built on the third movie in the franchise. It's like, it's interesting case. Can I, I say it though? Just because Mike asked. Just through it. I, I just want to weigh in and say, Freddy's are the lows of the lows. When those movies are the worst, they are the worst. Michael, like Jacob said, the first one's the greatest, but from there, the quality is nothing. Unfortunately, Friday the 13th oh, is the most fun to watch. And more outrageous. Because you end in space? Come on. Like, yeah. If, so, as far as slashers, yeah. Well, Freddy, yeah. And they've all had modern remakes in the 2000s. I think the Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy wasn't bad. I mean, it was totally kind of different. But um, I think it's better than the, the new Michael Myers you know, the Rob Zombie ones. No. Well, better than the Rob Zombie ones, but I would argue David Gordon Green's is better. And then I would say the Friday the 13th remake that combines one, two, and three into one movie and Derek Mears plays Jason. That's the fucking best one, Joe. It's so well written. It's got your supernatural friends coming in. It's got the death proof twist where you start with a group of characters, they all get killed, and then the movie starts and you go, oh, interesting. Oh, I, I mean, honestly, I think it might be the best of the Friday the 13th movies is the the 2009 remake, which was the last time we saw uh, Jason on screen. Like, I don't uh, there's something about it that just really works. Like, like you said, it puts the first three movies together and that's just the best way to do it. Because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I love Jason. But, you know, it's like Scream where it's like, well, who was the killer? And they don't really know. They just know, like, the iconography of Camp Crystal Lake and the, mm-hmm. hos- the hockey mask. When you actually like throw all three of those together, I think it just works really well. But no one's had like more second chances than Michael Myers. Like you have one and two, which happen basically right next to each other. Three, uh, let's try something different. Michael's not even a part of it. And then like four through six, but then seven negates all of those and just goes Mm -hmm. back to one and two. And then seven and eight and nine follow each other. And then there's the Rob Zombie remakes. And then David Gordon Green comes back and is like, no, just the first one happened. Not Nothing even. Right. And this, like, yeah, and then they try to make uh, Lori his, his sister. And then David Gordon Green's like, no, that's we're not doing that. Um, but I actually still need to watch that one. I haven't seen it yet, but um, it does look good to me. And I'm a big fan of David Gordon Green's early work. So definitely. Have yeah, to and then Halloween out. Kills was supposed to it come out okay. by now, by the way. Yeah. We would be watching right. it right now, Mike. Yeah, but it Bama. is. Yeah, I think the Michael movies are indicative of the the sequel syndrome of not giving a shit about continuity whatsoever. For sure, I'm always a, a dark horse guy, yeah. or caring about it like in such a weird way that they're like, no, 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 don't, don't count this one. Count this one, and this one counts. But then you have to go back and watch just the. Have you read scene my book? This one, yeah. It's like, all right, shut up, like. Remember one of those just starts with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis like dying and then in the new one she's back. So just kidding. Those other ones didn't happen. It's, uh, you know, parallel universe theory. You know, I'm I'm always uh, Leatherface. I'm a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan and I I don't think he gets enough credit. But it's probably because only the first movie was like a real horror movie and then the rest were just like camp. So that that probably has something to do with it. Right. I think the first uh, one's interesting too, because like only like two, three though. people die from yeah. chainsaw. But the second right? one has a chainsaw to chainsaw duel, like a freaking Errol Flynn sword fight. So it really goes off the rails. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, <laughs> yeah. that's what makes Quick, that the which best. Which is why I like it, because it's like you got a spooky one and then a crazy stupid one, and that that's all. But you know, that's the slashers for you. Maybe we'll dive more into them, like we've done Jason, and um, 
the past. So, you know, maybe we can take another swing or another slash at the, uh, the other guys. But I, I would like to yeah. now talk about less slashing and more spooking. Um, we have this on the list. We've been kind of dancing around it. Um, I think three out of the four of us have watched the Bly Manor. I was finishing that. And I watched reverse order where I watched Bly Manor and then went back and watched Hill House. Um, so I just finished Hill House for, for this episode. So that's where I'm at. I started with Bly. Nice. You had nope, never nope. seen Hill House before. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah, I saw um, Hill House when it came out uh, as a colon, I think. And, you know, I was so blown away by the first season. I think I was raving about it. Um, even on here, um, and on the on the podcast. Pause real but, quick um, because Joe, you haven't seen yeah. these, right? Have you seen either of them? No, I, I I started Hill House and then dropped off. Like I don't know, man. There's something. If I'm gonna get a slow burn like that, I'll take it over two hours. Not it is a slow eight, burn. Right? So. It is want- a slow burn, and I think Bly Manor is even slower yeah. than Hill House. Um, but once you get into it, I think it. Does I just want to know where you stand on the spoiler wall, Joe, yeah. before we go into this. Oh, no, go for it. I don't, I don't, that goes for the listeners, too, then. If we do, I'm going to try to not go too deep, personally, but if we get into some <laughs> spoilers, you've been warned, Normies. But yeah, I watched them in reverse order, and I'm yeah. just going to say, basically, um, I like the ghost story of Bly Manor more than Hill House, but I like mm. like all of the characters and the performance and the actual story arc of um, of Hill House. Like, so like Bly has a better ghost story, but the better totally. show is Hill House. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think I agree with that. I think Bly Manor wraps up in a more satisfying way, um, in like a tidier way, but it's actually not like, I think Hill House is scarier. Like Bly Manor is not, I wouldn't say it's scary or spooky in the traditional sense. It's more just kind of unnerving, you know, it's kind of like building. It's atmospheric. But there's not really a lot of, yeah, there's not a lot of jump scare. Like even in the first season, there's some really good, scares actually in it even if it's not super scary all throughout Bly Manor was really more it's a it's a mysterious spooky ghost story but it's not super jump out of your and yeah and I'm someone who like this is something that if you're not like super good with horror like you can watch it you know like so if your partner or someone is not so good with horror these are good shows because they're more or less character dramas with a layer of horror atmosphere on top of them and I think that is useful to have for the people who can't go so spooky Mike, I have a friend uh, who's a lesbian who I was pitching Bly Manor to, and she said, oh, I'm aware of it. I'm actually part of a mailer that tells me about positive gay representation. I've just found all the scenes between the lovers and watched those, and I found it very satisfying. I don't need to watch the rest. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that is like a very congestible love show, story. And even with out, that, so. at the end, it's like I'm telling you a ghost story. One of the characters said, oh, it wasn't a ghost story. It was a love story. It's like, well... Go ahead and make that correction in the future. Right. Aren't all love stories ghost stories? Michael? That's really the theme. Yeah. Of the whole season, right? um, uh, yeah. No, I think Bly Manor. It, I did like it, um, but I think Hill House, honestly, to me, was so good. Like it was like one of the best single seasons of TV that yeah. I've ever seen. Um, because you know it is more than just like the the real ghosts are like the familial tragedy and depression and well, it's about how, how do you stuff, deal right? with loss because each family member represents like a, a 
a stage of grief. You have like anger and denial and stuff. And like, it's basically if you remove the ghosts, oh, it's just wow. like they lost a, a loved one. They lose their mother. Right. And that's like very evident in the first episode. Right. And then how do they all respond to it? You know, with denial, grief, anger. And like, that's totally. basically what it is in my mind. Totally. And, um, you know, very impressive cinematography oh, episode six. in both those seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one it's with three the long, long one, one takes, takes where they the go whole episode. The... It's insane. Yeah. It's so good. And then in Bly Manor, there's the one episode about the housekeeper where it's not to spoil anything, but it's kind of jumping around through different periods of time and her it uses memory a lot. And that was super interesting to me. And even when I think the second half of Bly Manor is actually better mm-hmm. than the first. It picks up. It, like I say, as a slow burn, it's slow to get into, but once it picks up, like there's some really good episodes later in the season. And even the second to last episode where it's kind of explaining what's going on with the house kind of in the, in the past, even that I was like super invested in that story yeah. too. So good job, Mike Flanagan. I think he's, he's like really the new horror mastermind that's coming out, like everything that he makes. And maybe even for great, normie so. horror too, like I said, you can watch it if you're not the most used to spooky stuff. And I think... At its best, like, a good horror is a good mystery. Like, you want to know why the ghost, especially ghost stories, like, why are they haunting here? Why are they attacking this person? What are the rules? And then how do I solve that case to stop it from happening in the future? And you kind of get that with Hill House and Bly Manor. Though for some people, maybe that's better done in a two-hour movie than an eight-hour show, as kind of Joe said. So it's, it's up to you to decide. But I, I enjoyed both of those a lot. Yeah, with Bly Manor, I think there is some you know, fat that could have been trimmed, maybe a shorter season or something. Mm. Um, cause it does kind of stretch out at times. Um, but I think oh, you it's don't want an episode in like the 17th century. <laughs> well, like I said, I even thought that was interesting, but maybe that didn't need to be the whole episode. You know, that could have been condensed into like, well, none of the characters know that either. Like but, the whole exposition of the ghost is just for the audience. None of the characters learn that. That's not right. a reveal for any of the characters, which was kind of a bummer for me. Right, which is like, well, how is Very the narrator true. even She's telling just making this, it up. I guess? She just kind of learned yeah, all right, that right. afterwards. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting Anyways. about Bly Manor was that you basically figure out what's going on with the house in like episode six or seven out of 10 episodes. So I'm like, I watched that. I'm like, well, now that we know like what's going on, how where does this go from here? But then it keeps going for like four more episodes. But it, I think yeah, it does a good job. It's an anthology, too, should be said. You know, the same actors returning in different roles. So if you're an American Horror Story or a fan of that kind of thing, it's cool to see, whoa, I thought you had you were British, yes. but your American accent is very good. Well, if you're a fan of just staring at Carla Gugino's body like I am, then <laughs> yeah, you're going to like Or if you're a fan like of E.T. And, and you want to see our, our boy Elliot back. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, that's what I'm saying with uh, the Americans Yay. doing British accent in this one, because the E.T. guy, he's, he's American, like that actor. So he's doing but as a, a British lord, accent. a high English, not yeah. even just English, not Cockney, to do a high lord. Oh, yes. Miss Wivisham. He's so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is a swing, the, and the, he fucking hits, Jacob. But the drug addict kid from the first season doing a very Scottish brogue, but I guess he's an he's an actual amazing. His American accent was good. (laughs) Carla Mm -hmm. Gugino's, yeah. I mean her her you know accent narrating it all. I I was absolutely adored the framing device. Yeah. Um, At first, I didn't understand why they needed that, but then the reveal and it masterfully Mm -hmm. rolls itself in. Let me say this about Mike Flanagan: Is he the master of adaptation? Now you've got Shirley Jackson's 
the haunting um haunting of hill house it's it's been a bunch of different names right. a bunch mm-hmm. of different movie adaptations it's a movie with it Liam sucks. Neeson and uh and owen wilson Owen or whoever wilson Catherine, Zeta Catherine jones, Zeta jones. <laughs> fucking sucks i mean it's truly the <laughs> yeah. worst guys yeah. but it's, it's only two hours so you can get through the it. tv series but the tv series is just tastes and pieces it's it's truly him Loosely being like adapted. what if it was about a family what if it was about this now, a Henry James' Turn of the Screw, a.k.a. Bly Manor, again, that is a short story. That is the most published ghost story of all time. It's, it's been, been adapted analyzed. A People times, love it. A including a new times movie over. that's coming out with, with The Finn Turning. Wolfhard. I watched as well. It's on my yeah. list. It's truly atrocious, Jacob. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, shout out to our little Stranger Things boy. You got to come up with a new gimmick, kid. <laughs> the way that Mike Flanagan, look at the character of Miles, the young boy mm-hmm. whose part in it is as the brother and you know going on to his other stuff in the books it is he gets expelled from school he comes home he's troubled right in this series to touch on the secret a kid shares with a sister who reaches out and says i need you to come home it is urgent the fear you would feel the extremes you would go to to get kicked out the fact that he tries to hurt himself then he tries to hurt someone else that all he can think about is how do i get out of here i need to get home and make sure the people i love are safe how do i just get expelled right because i'm a kid and no one will let me go home i need yeah it's like boarding school it's like yeah that whole thing was like the pathos is really ramped up Uh, touching on characters and he's done a lot of work with same actors you know gerald's game and you know yeah i think he's and uh dr sleep He's got a Dr. third mm-hmm. Stephen King adaptation coming out, Revival, one of his newest books. But he's done Gerald's Game. He's done Dr. Sleep. I love that he's a King acolyte. I like the original stuff over the King stuff. But keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Like Jacob well, said, you're the future. Yeah, and he's doing great. And even Stephen King said when Hill House came out, he was like, you know, normally I'm not for this like loose adaptation thing. But because he's a huge fan of the, mm-hmm. the original book, but then he watched Hill House and he said, it's great. It's a masterpiece. So it gets the Stephen King seal. Not better than Rose approval, Red. So. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> Mike, do you have any pitches for what you would like to see for a third season? I could see a haunting of Rose Red if it was a hospital, but w- ones that I would love, Richard Matheson, Hell House, mm-hmm. The Legend of Hell House, The Haunting of Hell House, if they were to do a season of it. If you've seen the movie with Roddy McDowell, it's like, it's exactly what we've been getting from the other seasons. Really cool, gothic, romance. Um, you know, Jacob, I saw you put on the list Crimson Peaks. Like, you know, there are, this is a genre, you know, these yeah, sort of like that's another one I watched sad things. Of, I was like, give me some oh, House. How could you too. not? But Hell House is like, oh, well, Hell House is, or Scary Movie yeah. 2 is an adaptation of Hell House because it's the technology. It's like the people doing like ghost tests and stuff. Or the other one I was thinking, do a period piece, Edgar Allan Poe, follow the House of Usher, do the haunting of the House of Usher or something like that. You know, really up the romanticism Or just take it. all the Poe stories. Like we, we saw a guy bricking himself in a wall. Like that is also like that Poe story where he yeah. bricks a guy in the wall. Telltale Heart, I think. The Count of Monte Cristo, or yeah, Telltale Heart. Well, Telltale Heart is one. Of the guys under the floorboard. The so there's a lot of stuff there. The body under Count of Caligari. Yeah, that's Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> Isn't that a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the guy gets really drunk and he's like bricking him in while he's like, "What are you doing? I'm I'm trying to." You are a yeah. mason, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Just go. Uh, my my uh, um, Japanese horror taste. They find an old Japanese ghost story and do that, but that's a. Uh, Haunting yeah, of the Grudge. Yeah, something Mike. like that, one of those old, but that's my personal taste. But I think he's, uh, 
based on his his track record, I'll pretty much watch anything he wants to do and give it a chance. Uh, but I also want to say, you know, you mentioned American Horror Story. Even as a fan of American Horror Story, I say both these seasons are better than any season of American Horror Story. And I say that as a Absolutely. fan of some of the seasons. And I think even Bly Manor is like a better version of American Horror Story season mm. one. Like it has the same basic premise, if you think about it, not, you know, not to spoil too much, but. Sure. I just watched uh, season one of American Horror Story. I figured those would be, you know, throw them on the rewatch list. Good, especially if you're carving a pumpkin or, you know, setting up decorations for your two people to come over. Season one, Murder House. Um, Beetlejuice. This is kind of our year of ghosts, guys. I've never been into ghosts over werewolves and vampires. Do you guys have any other recommendations? Not ghost related, but. 13 Ghosts, Joe? Joe. Are you on board? 13 Ghosts? Gotta watch 13 Ghosts. You guys love 13 Ghosts. Matthew Lillard? Come on. Matthew Lillard and (laughs) They like to put your face right up against the glass. I hate it when they do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They call this one (laughs) Rat. Jackal. Yeah, the worst one. I love uh, Yeah, Matthew Lillard in that. Oh, that's what it is. He chews every scene to death. Just like in Scream. Yeah, just like in Scream. Um, How about... uh, how about others, Jacob? You I like, like Nicole others. Kidman and sort of like a turn? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I've been watching not even just ghosts, but just haunted houses in general. The after Zach Bagan's collection. Manor, like, give me some of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I watched Crimson Peak, which was, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro, uh, kind of a lesser that's del perfect. Toro in his filmography. But it, it was fun. I'd never seen it before. Um, great use of color in that movie. Some great... You know, uh, some, great some, use of Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Tim Burton. Like Tim Burton would love this cast. I think they've, you know, um, but yeah, it's great. You know, it's set in a, a time period which, you know, is more like Age of Innocence, like a lot of period dramas and stuff. But I think it it holds its holds my attention enough, and it's it's fun. The house looks great. Um, I almost watched The Haunting on HBO with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones, like we mentioned. But Bad. I watched the trailer to that, and I was like, oh, that looks. That does not look good. So I didn't watch it. Oh, did you not watch that a million times when you were a kid on HBO? No, I've at never like seen 7 it. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that uh, that movie has like mad nostalgia for me because it was always on <laughs> HBO at like four in the morning one summer. And it'd be like, oh, I guess I'll watch this movie again from the middle of it. Some of the worst CGI. It's a real bad oh, yeah. 2000s. That's what turned me off in the CG trailer. Fest. I was like, oh, this CGI. I mean, it could be fun to like just, you know, get drunk or whatever and watch it some night, but. I might have to check it out. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, you enjoy watch it. it. Yeah. The other Haunted House stuff. I mean, yeah, just watch The Shining and Dr. Sleep. That way you get a little bit of Flanagan in there, too. Yes. Totally The Shining. How about this? I always mix these up. We've got The Haunting mm-hmm. of Hill House. We've got House Hill. on Haunted Hill. Both of those are and old movies. Oh. They both get adapted. House on... How, uh-oh. <laughs> you, uh-oh. The Trail Haunting on the of House Hill on House. Hill. Oh, no, our game... <laughs> <laughs> haunting of hill house becomes the haunting that's the owen wilson one we were just talking about have you guys ever seen the house on haunted hills that's the vincent price one remake with chris Catan. no no yes very bad and uh there's someone else who's big in it too is it i want to say like tay diggs or something like that But Colin, 
Did you know, Colin, speaking of Did you know? betrayal on the, ha- the hill, ha- house, haunted house on the hill or whatever that board game <laughs> is called, <laughs> our, our board now. game that we love to play, um, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know there's a D&D spinoff version of that board game called Betrayal at Baldur's Gate? I did, and this is a oh, perfect wow. segue. Let's talk spooky video games for a minute. Um, Joe, these guys. So uh, I would say, you know, we're always pumping these two up for their Twitch streams. Hob7272, Umbasa Mufasa, follow both of them. Jacob would say Mike's the best. He'll say it right now, but <laughs> I'm not letting him. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I, it, is it always that you guys are appointment viewing? No, it's based on the video game or whatever. Motherfucking... Now it is, because you guys are playing a monster video game, a perfect one for Spooktober, that I tune in every episode to the point where Jacob starts the streams and goes, oh, Colin, in case you missed, uh, yeah, Babbling Brooksy, I just want you to know in the last one, I'm thinking, motherfucker, <laughs> over the weekend, I watched the one where I fell asleep and continued it and finished it off. Oh, you don't sure. have to tell me what happened in the last stream. Yeah, we should name the Baldur's game Gate that we're playing. Three, yeah, we're playing Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 3, Gate 3 early tell access. us right now about it. Um, yeah, it came out. It's an early access. It was done by Larian Studios, who did Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2. Um, obviously, it's based on Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 from the 90s, which were, um, you know, computer CRPG, like top-down, where you point and click to move your party around, all that kind of good fun. Um, CRPGs have really come back recently in kind of a big way. And, um, you know, Divinity is one of the biggest ones. So Larian Studios took on Baldur's Gate 3. Anyways, they they just released early access. You can play the first, like, third of the game, basically. A lot of bugs, a lot of graphical stuff going on because it's early access. (laughs) Yeah, we lost our save, I think, the other day and had to replay a, a bunch of stuff. But... That's the joys of playing early access, but it's really fun. It's basically, you know, D&D the game. Like, it's literally straight up, you know, taking the rule set from D&D, um, which I think is probably why Colin and Mike like it, you know, so much, and Colin's enjoying watching it, but uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, we have a party, we go around, we do D&D stuff, and yeah. it's good fun. And I mean, tying into kind of some of the more horror stuff, Celestial Horror, there's the Mind Flayers that are very Lovecraftian in this. There's, you know... <laughs> That's right. Body transformation. There's haunted houses in here too, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good little good little time. So feel free to check that out. Yeah. Jacob's a ranger, uh, talking about spooky things. He's got a giant spider following him. Mike, you're a wizard. How is it you don't have a familiar? I was thinking about that the other day. I can learn fine you familiar, do but the, I, I don't yeah. want to steal his thieves. You know, I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah, basically, I'm a ranger in our party, but I also started a solo run as a tiefling warlock oh. who is basically a follower of the great old one, which is like you know, Cthulhu basically. So I'm going around, I'm like a Lovecraftian, you know, cult member. You get your around, magic Eldritch powers from people. Cthulhu yeah, basically. Eldritch I'm stream that one. Of the great old one. So that's a lot of fun. I look like a demon, you know, cause I'm a Asmodeus tiefling. Yeah, you know, listeners, you know what that is. I mean, just picture it in your mind. You know. Picture an Asmodeus <laughs> you know, you know. tiefling, it looks just like that. But uh, that yeah. actually reminds me, Colin, because I wanted to ask you, and if anybody else followed up with the series, we did get a conclusion in Finnish Lovecraft Country, speaking of oh, yes. Cthulhu calling him. Mm. Did you finish that, Colin? Did anybody else watch that show, Joe? I did yeah, not I keep it. up with that show. Okay, and Jacob kind of really, fell off. 
I fell off. Yeah, that's all right. It bummed out a lot of people in my life who would reach out to me and be like, can you believe where this show ended up? And I'd be like, well, I just can't believe that out loud people would say, now that I have cast the spell, the magic will be done and no more spells will be done with magic. And you're like, well, what was this show about at the end of the day? What was I mean, that yeah. show at the beginning of the day? Like, I thought the first episode, episode was great. I had no idea what it had was a lot happen. of promise. I mean, I think. I mean, overall, I liked it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't know if I, that makes me the minority here. The ending's a little weird. I did like it, but uh, I think all the nine-tailed fox and Korea stuff doesn't work to me because it's just like, well, I guess Tick has been around monsters. Like the, the unique thing is he's like discovering that magic's real, but he's known for like 15, 20 years that it is. So that's <laughs> a little weird. It's a little bit of a get out of jail free card for the final battle too, but. Overall, like I like, like this. like an Avengers monster versus monster moment, no, Mike, where no. I was like, wow, cool. I liked all the character stuff. You know, I, I think my favorite episode was the Indiana Jones one and the one with the uh, oh Uncle God. Tom's Cabin yes. Girls. That was, I was really about to call it that. Yeah, the Indiana Jones who, episode's fun. <laughs> as someone who's one, only seen the first two episodes, I'm like... I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> what are we saying? But I had nightmares about those yeah. those curse girls from the the book cover. They, they were, were great, fo- yeah. The following D, that was like a really creepy episode. So there there's some highs and lows. Uh, overall, I'm glad it existed, but I did want to touch on it. We did do an episode on it, and here's where we are. I think it's worth watching if you're curious, but it's not a slam dunk. Regardless, you got to give it up. The fact that maybe for the first time ever, because you couldn't even say the old candy man is sort of black horror, right? Um, but we have this genre now. Lovecraft Country, everything Jordan Peele is doing. I watched a movie on Hulu called Bad Hair by Justin Simeon. He's the Dear White People mm. uh, director and creator uh, about weaves and, you know, like cursed weaves. Like black culture really does, like, when you think about Get Out, like, being uncomfortable, being the only person of color at a party full of white people, those are experiences we're never going to know. But they have found out a way to dial it up in a way to make it very consumable. And I will give Lovecraft Country that. Like, it's it's very cool at the end of the day. Yeah, in a way of looking I mean, at I things really through a different lens, too. Uh, like, every, every episode was a different genre, and I never knew where it was going. And, you know, like, Anytime J.J. Abrams is involved in anything, I, 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 I'm hesitant box. about how that landing is going to get stuck. And uh, I don't know. So I just kind of I, I love episodes one, two and four the most like three just kind of felt like uh, an American horror story episode. And then after that, it literally becomes like, Mike, you said like the Indiana Jones episode. <laughs> right. Awesome. <laughs> Next episode. Totally different genre. It's like. Crazy how the, oh, the highs and butterfly lows of that and stuff. Show. Yeah, yeah. Every episode was like totally different, which is kind of what turned me off from watching because I was like, I can't keep track of what's going on in this show. It's too much. <laughs> in the vein of a real anthology, Mike, you watched Monsterland on Hulu. How was that? Bad yeah, boy? and this is the last thing that I watch. I watched mostly shows for this, not a ton of movies, but um. Interesting anthology. I mean, we always joke um, with horror movies and stuff like maybe we were really the monsters the whole time. But that's like the entire (laughs) show is it presents all these scenarios where it's like real monsters, but really the most monstrous acts are being perpetrated by the human characters. But it's, it's an interesting anthology, a different story for each episode. It's pretty dark and pretty like grim. It's, it's almost like 
horror black mirror so I, I recommend checking it out like if you have time it's like eight episodes or so each one's different they're not really connected except loosely and yeah it's just like kind of pointing the light at really mankind as we are is actually scarier than the monsters that we could create in a very way. true very yeah. true that's something i've uh noticed you know get, as i get older this is kind of maybe not that interesting but i used to be scared by certain horror movies like i actually used to be scared by them now i feel like you know as i get into my or my later 20 not even my later 20s because i'm fucking 30 years old now 21 um, but, congratulations happy 21st uh-oh. birthday <laughs> yeah where's um, this breakdown but, going I just say he's 21 years old. In the past couple years, like even in my early 20s, I would get scared by horror movies. Sometimes jump scares would get me. Mm -hmm. Now it's like I can watch anything and not be scared by it because the society we live in is already like so scary that like real life. All right, make your election (laughs) joke. We all know where this is headed. No, it's really true though. Like I can't. I don't get scared by horror movies anymore. Like no horror movie can scare me. Just the existential threat of existence more, is the real, yeah. the real scary. Thing. It might be because yeah, I'm more I dead s- inside now than I used to be, but um, I said it's a look. Jacob. You know, found footage makes me feel like I'm there. Joe, is mm. that still the genre that kind of gets you scare wise? Uh, you know, I think we're waiting on that new evolution. Um, we had found footage still gets me all the time. Then we had kind of the, the high cinema era, you know what I mean? And I feel like we're at the end of that now and I don't know where we go from here. I don't know if it's going to be like grudge uh, horror is going to make a real rise, but like, cheap. I feel like I want we're kind of, again. yeah, I feel like we're kind of over I, the, the high aesthetic that we had with things mm-hmm. like it hereditary and, Sleep and hereditary. Yeah, I, I kind of like us. those. I mean, yeah, I feel like I kind of like those high, like the more, um, you know, artsy horror movies. I just kind of like those, like Hereditary, Midsommar. But to what you just said, Jacob, do they the scare you? Well, they don't scare I mean, Hereditary actually did scare me. Like, that's kind of the exception. Like, that movie stayed with me longer than most horror movies that I've seen recently. So I have to give that credit. It gets in your genes. Um, well, you're a little girl with a hair <laughs> lip, so that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. just the uneasiness of it and like just the weird things like that to me is scarier than, um, you know, slasher movies like slasher movies. Don't get me. I liked watching all these ghost movies and stuff, but I don't really believe in ghosts. So I know they're not real. So it doesn't really scare me, but it's just fun to see a right. good story. I will Famous never last words. Yeah, I will never on the record say I know that ghosts aren't real because in the case that <laughs> they aren't, it's like uh, Rocco's sure. Basilisk. Like just in case, you know, yeah. I'm going to cover my base. I love you. Computer. No doubt. But that's yeah. like saying, you know, if you're, that's like being agnostic versus atheist or something, you know, I'm like, just saying I will err on the side of caution. I don't want to accidentally no, sure, piss yeah. off a ghost. I say, yeah. fuck, you know, any ghosts that want to come after me, I don't even care, dude. <laughs> oh my like, God. <laughs> I believe in science. One v one me ghost. I'm a man of science. <laughs> Yeah, I unless I saw some like real evidence of some shit, then I would, you know, would believe. But I can't believe Jacob died from the demon Pazuzu from The Exorcist. <laughs> I hope I do. I hope I just imagine like an interesting way to go. No, I just see the rock and roll guy in a leather jacket drinking a beer, pissing on the wall of like the graveyard. Like, fuck yeah, let's party. Right. Yeah, fuck ghosts. Right. Know? But yeah. I believe in but aliens more, likely... more than ghosts, though. Right? Can yeah. we agree that well, aliens well, uh... are more realistic than ghosts? 
What about think ghost both aliens? As plausible. <laughs> That's ghost the worst aliens. Of ghost of Mars. But then we just go, we go back around and we're at Scientology and we're at John Carpenter's right, so. Ghost of Mars. Hold on, John Carpenter got mentioned. Let Jacob do his speech. That's, that's okay, yeah. Speaking of this space actually ties things. in. Yeah, yeah. I just mentioned aliens. Um, and also, <laughs> th- this thematically ties in because I was watching a lot of haunted house movies, movies set in one location, almost bottle episodes, if you will. Mm. The Fog? Um, That's a good one. The Fog? That's a good bottle episode, yeah. Um, Well, basically, I've been watching John Carpenter, and I want to go through some of his filmography that I never got to, right? Um, But I watched The Thing. Obviously, I have seen The Thing before. It's one of my favorite movies. Best movie ever made. Ever, yeah. Probably my favorite John Carpenter movie, for sure. Easily. But I do want to watch some of his lesser known um so he has his unofficial apocalypse trilogy which is the thing prince of darkness and uh in the mouth of madness and so mm-hmm. i want to see those, those two later ones movies. uh well no, you don't need to some of his movies are harder to find on streaming and stuff but i definitely am playing in the mouth of madness those. is on uh shutter okay ah, yeah definitely one, I'll have to score one him. for shutter <laughs> score one for yeah, shutter so. i was looking on amazon i might, thought i might have to rent it so i'll definitely yeah. check that out but uh, so I watched the thing. Great movie, obviously. I also watched uh, Halloween with my roomies the other day. They wanted to watch Halloween. And fun fact that you guys probably already know, but uh, the thing from another world, the 1952 movie that the thing is based on, is on the TV in Halloween. So obviously John Carpenter was a huge fan of that movie, and nice. then he made his adaptation four years later, 1982. Um, I also watched the 2011 prequel, The Thing. Which oh. is about the um, oh. the people they find the Polish you, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, the 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 Nordic or the the um or Norwegian camp or whatever Swedes Swedes. Yeah, whatever they were. Um, Mary, Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, famous Swedish actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> right. Well, she plays. I forgot American, that that movie was a prequel. No. Yeah, it's a, it's um, everything that leads up to like. It's actually the Rogue One of the thing where it leads directly That's into great. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's pretty funny. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I had never seen it until recently. Not great. Like, pretty disappointing. Um, obviously, the thing, 1982, has some of the best practical effects ever. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's, you know, CG. And, you know, the effects, sometimes they're, like, they're not even particularly bad CG effects, but just seeing those CG when it used to be practical, like it's just such a disappointment and it just doesn't feel the same. I don't want to say it was a terrible movie, but it definitely, you know, doesn't live up to the thing in my eyes. Colin, I have pretty seen forgettable. I haven't seen yeah. it, but I've, I've seen documentaries about how they have basically created all the practical effects. And then and the like late in production, the studio was like, nah, fuck that. We're going with CG. So like they were yeah. trying to do it practical and it got, just See, they can. literally, yeah, I wish they would have because they could have made the exact same movie but just done all practical and I think it would have been a much better movie and much more deserving of the legacy of it because it's not, a, like I said, it's not a terrible movie. I didn't love some of the things they did. Like they go back to the alien ship at one point and stuff and there's some twists in there that are eh, not so interesting. But obviously, like they didn't want to just copy the beats of, you know, John Carpenter's the thing. So they had mm-hmm. to kind of switch stuff up. Um Eh, it's all right. I mean, if you want to watch, if you re- want to rewatch the thing, watch the thing before you watch the thing, and then you can do a double feature yeah. of the things. <laughs> the thing, thing to thing. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say that thing fact that Mike two. brought up. I mean, that's like the most famous thing about it. So I'll drop my other fact that I love. I didn't mean to Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Not at all. 
Wilfred Brimley, who plays the doc in the first one, Jacob, you know, yes. the super old man with the mustache who hangs himself and like gets locked away. Of course. He is the same age in that movie Tom Cruise was when he made Fallout Mission Impossible. So wow. look at well, those two human so. bodies next to each <laughs> other and imagine what Xenu could do for you. Talking That's about right. the ghosts of Mars. Come on. And you know what? That's at Scientology. Yeah, but another movie I watched uh, that I'd never seen before was Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. You saw the sequel? Did you like yeah. it more than the first? I did, actually. Yeah, I think it's better Yay! than the original. It's so I agree. Happy Death Day is Groundhog Day, right? Happy Death Day to You is Back to the Future Part 2. Yes. <laughs> right? That's how yeah, that's and then the, the third one they'll go to the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, they might, oh, but I, I think so. it's interesting cuz like how do you do a sequel to a Groundhog Day type of movie? This movie answers that question. You do it by like doing this weird sci-fi thing where there's multiple universes and shit. So, it was fun. It's so funny, right? Yeah. And they basically take a, a side character who has like one line in the original and then make him like the star of the like the beginning at least of the second one. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. I like um, that they kind of go that way with it, make it kind of fun. Um, like Final Destination got to that point as well where they're like, let's just lean into the gimmick the same way I said Texas Chainsaw just kind of <laughs> says, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just have a good time. Yeah, because I think horror and comedy. And are, I'm always a sucker for you know, closely related. Totally, yeah. And this movie has comedy. It, technically, it's a horror movie um, because it's got like the slasher elements, but it's also sci-fi, and it's got you know the high concept of the, the Groundhog Day ness of it. And I'm always a sucker for any type of Groundhog Day type movie. You know, we had uh, we're living in a Groundhog Day type Palm year. Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs came out. Palm Springs with the Andy critically Sandberg. acclaimed was, Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, we had Russian Doll on Netflix. That was a good, good one as well. So, always a fan of and that. And to premise. a degree, the haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor are sort of Groundhog's Day esque. Wow, Very true. we yeah. did it! Reliving their memories. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Wow. That's why all the movies she I wakes, watched were she like thematically correct. Sleeps connected in a way, <laughs> just like Bill Murray. <laughs> she loses her face. <laughs> That's great. Um, Any other uh, good yeah. recs for this uh, this year before we get to the wrap-up? I have always a Dark Horse recommendation, always kind of like underrated stuff to check out. I always think Pumpkinhead should be watched by more people than it has been. I think it's a great cult creature feature. Lance yeah, whenever I have a chance to promo Pumpkinhead, I will. So I'm going to say you, you said um, a Hack-A-Lantern, and that just made me think Pumpkinhead. Yeah, hack a lantern, so. hack a lantern, hack a lantern's about the Satanists on Halloween. Um, Tales of Halloween is an anthology movie, basically just trying to rip off the success of Trick or Treat, and it has a really great creature feature pumpkin uh, story in it. So if if you love Pumpkinhead and you can't get enough, you want another ten minutes or so, uh, check out Tales of Halloween. Oh heck yeah! Okay, uh, one more I could, I'll throw out there that I saw little underrated movie called Green Room. Mm. Um, and this is on Netflix. I've never seen it, so it was a fun little gem of a so. movie. Um, yes, if you want to see Patrick Stewart playing an evil neo-Nazi, um, this is the movie for you. Uh, it's very <laughs> gruesome. It's very... So uh, it's another one that's trapped all in one location. It's basically about a punk band that goes... They're looking for a show to play. They're broke. They're on the road. They, they get a tip about this club... 
they go play a show there. They find out, oh, it's a neo-Nazi club. So Uh-oh. then they witness something they shouldn't have seen, and they kind of get stuck in the green room, and then it all takes place inside this club. It makes great use of the space again, and uh, it's just very gruesome, very nasty, but it's, it's a nice little independent movie. That's a Patrick Stewart is a villain. Very fun. Patrick Stewart is Patrick the leader is of the villain. neo-Nazis. The late, great Anton Yelkin, uh, one of his last roles. Star Trek little... You know, I wanted to give two shout-outs. One, I got to start with Anton Yelkin. I started my list this year with the Fright Night remake, and that's just a personal mm. choice because that's you know just one of my favorites. He's kind of a scream king. He did Odd Thomas too. You mentioned Green Room, right? That kid. Darian I mean, Yelkin. for our generation, I just thought he was the best. Didn't you guys yeah. just fucking love him? He was always oh, great. Oh yeah, yeah. Charlie Bartlett, um, Star Check Trek. Check off. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, the Star I, I Trek like connection him. with Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he died in a really strange way, yeah. but um, really tragic, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that was one of his, if not his last role, one of his last roles. Star Trek Beyond might have been his last role, actually. But he was great in it. Uh, Ali Shawcat from Arrested Development, she's in it. Um, nice little, fun little movie. Um, and definitely, like I said, great, some actually really kind of underrated cinematography because it all takes place in this cramped like club, and um, it's just a lot of fun. So efficient filmmaking. Check that out on Netflix. Awesome. Yeah. You got goosebumps anywhere? Like like the mask was always a really good episode of Goosebumps. You know, like where can we watch the Netflix has got Netflix? Uh, Fear, oh, okay. Street. Fear Street. That's for adults, oh, yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah. I get a little spooky goosebumps sometimes. I cool. We should do next year we should do a Legends episode on RL Stein. But uh, boom, Joe boom, mentioned boom, Joe Brock Biggs. I'll kind of shout out my hero because Joe Bob Biggs, a little problematic, super conservative guy. So I'll go the left leading way. Not problematic at all, especially not how she's dressed. Elvira, we love you, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. You're having a super big resurgence right now. I try to watch one of those movies every year. Not going to be able to because my last two years I nailed them out. There's just two movies. Um, But she was in a new Scooby Doo movie this year. She went viral with her Don't Cancel Halloween video uh, that was all about coronavirus and shit. Mm. She's on Cameo now. Like, I don't know. If you just want to throw Cassandra Peterson some money. She kickstarted. Joe, let me ask you this. (laughs) Okay, so this is a company we've been talking about for a bit. Dynamite Comics, because the boys. um, They kickstarted a new Elvira one-shot. They do the Elvira comics. We also mentioned them, Joe, in just a You and I episode, The Evil Dead. Go back and listen to that. They own that property as well. But why does a major company need to go to Kickstarter to guarantee that a comic gets backed? That's a great question because I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. I I mean, state of industry? Hey, you know, we'll only make this if the 500 people who are going to buy it promise they will. Okay, well. You pay up front or we're not going to even do it. It's like a teespring. I guess. Uh, There was a a great clip of Elvira that I saw a bunch on Twitter a couple weeks ago where she was in a a Madame Tussauds wax museum, but really there. Oh. Uh, And it was was from Uh, like the mid-90s and she was doing those bits and... Ah, she's just the best. She turns 69 this year. She looks exactly the same. Uh, Joe and I have an incredible movie pitch. I'm just going to keep pushing that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we love Elvira. Someone said a little... She is. Uh, a couple weeks ago or something I saw on Twitter, someone was like, uh, Elvira is like the dark version of Dolly Parton. 
and they're both great and we love them. Oh, wow. I like that Dark Dolly. Yeah, she doesn't age either. It's her, Jared Leto, and Tom Cruise got something figured out. Yeah. She has started releasing a bunch of, she's running for president, she (laughs) says shirts, and it says, make America goth again. So, you know, let's do it. We love Love it. it. All right, well, let's get goth, um, Normie. Let's go ahead and hit the wrap up, and let's let's keep it. Go- well, oh, you got one more? Let's do it. Let me let me say one thing. I'm ready. Not technically a horror movie, but it is kind of a horror movie. Think about uh, you know the state of the world, mm. the state of the country we live in. Um, I saw the new Borat film out on Amazon <laughs> yes. right now. Had to mention of it. Of course. Uh, you know, I was a hu- I was a big fan of the first movie. I think it's great kind of satire. There's a lot of political satire where they where because he's such a crazy character that, you know, people will just say some crazy shit to him and then he films it and then it's great. Um, but the new one is well, very how funny. How about the Halloween connection, Jacob? He goes to a Halloween store in the new one and they point to a knockoff Borat costume that says funny foreign guy. Right. Oh, wow. Right. And that's like kind of a, a, a plot point of him going back to America. He's famous now. Everyone recognizes him. So he's like, I, you know, I don't know what to do. Everyone recognizes me, but he has his daughter now and his daughter kind of becomes the main character of this one. Very, very great acting actually by, uh, the actress that plays his daughter. I think she's like Ukrainian or something. Um, and obviously there's the thing with Rudy Giuliani, which everyone heard about. There's a bunch of other stuff. Um, it kind of, he was, they were filming it while coronavirus was like starting to happen. So that becomes part of the plot of it in like a really kind of cool way. Hmm. So I would check it out. It's on Amazon. Very funny, very clever. And, um, just, just I great. doubt any of these people have Amazon Prime, though, Jacob. That's so niche. That's <laughs> more right, niche than Shudder. Right. I, so, I don't know. And the funny thing Emily, is, and I, yeah. It also has a, a twist ending to look out for. So it, it does kind of have some horror elements to it. Huh. Yeah, the twist ending. You saw it, Joe? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I thought it was funny. I, I would have watched like another 20 to 30 minutes of it. They kind of cut out as some of the bits a little too early in my opinion yeah uh for the sake of having the plot move forward but i mean i would have watched another i would have watched another 20 to 30 minutes of him at that uh rally that they went to because people are right. just insane and say the crazy no i think things. the the best part of borat is just him getting people to just say insane things and that's why i think you know the first one came out in 2008 it was you know the end of the bush era a lot has changed, obviously, so it's just interesting to see the state of this country politically and all that. Um, but he, it's great political satire, I think. Um, and then the funny thing is, I also watched this new Aaron Sorkin movie on Netflix about the Chicago 7, and Sasha Baron Cohen plays Abby Hoffman in that. So I watched like two Sasha Baron Cohen movies like in consecutive nights just randomly. Um not really any oh, spooky that's connection by design. there. But. You saw billboards and he released those at the same time to control your mind yeah. to watch those back to back. Probably. Um, no spooky connections there, but you know, if you like Aaron Sorkin, he's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. So check that one out on Netflix. Um, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Very nice. So Bill and Ted got a daughter. Borat's got a daughter. It's all daughters from here. Everybody's getting daughters in 2020. Elvira, where's where's the daughter of Elvira? Where are we? We don't need to reboot that. Though. We're happy the with the daughter it. of darkness. The daughter of that's a great brand. All right, the daughter of darkness. We've done it. You can't have that one advertisers, but we're gonna go ahead and hop on.
Well, the worst thing in the world is about to happen, and that is Spooktober is coming to an end. Horror is over. Boo, say the literal ghosts here. Boo. I would argue the horror never Um, ends. (laughs) Well, you know what? This year it might not. Like we said, we will extend it to Christmas because we will still be behind bars uh, of our own choosing. But uh, this Spooktober comes to an end. We're wrapping up like mummies here. Final thoughts? Anything anybody wants to kind of say? Well, you know, blah, yeah, um, Halloween, uh, oh my god, I can't believe... Oh, I do want to know, what's your guys' opinion on the trick-or-treat situation this year? I think people should be allowed to. It's something where you can keep your distance, and a lot of people have masks on, but do you guys like the, you know, fly jerry rigs? Do you like the PVC pipe drop-throughs? What, what's your ideal oh. handing-out candy <laughs> situation in the apocalypse? Um... What do you got to do? Run all your candy through a sanitizer tumbler when you get it home? Like, what's the process? I don't know. Yeah. I think it, Let it sit I think, for 24 hours. I think it's an unnecessary risk, personally. I understand oh, that it's fun for the kids, but uh, I don't know. We all wear, we already have masks, though, so that's good, I guess. Yeah, I would just leave maybe a bowl out on the porch and then say, you know, take one or whatever. I'm kind of anti-trick-or-treat in my neighborhood. Like, one year, I just... To my roommate's chagrin, I just put a uh, sign on the door that said, no candy, sorry, because I didn't want to deal oh, with no. it. I just turned <laughs> off that a, porch light <laughs> to the disdain uh, of the children. I'm kind of I'm a party pooper in that I'm way. just Spooky an miser. and I don't care about kids. No, yeah. I'm not even out of bowl. There's a, there's a bunch of kids in our complex, so I'm definitely going to be living out a bowl with uh, some nice big candy bars that say, please, take nice. more than one. The rich white people version that my parents are doing individually bagged everything and then they okay. set it outside and uh, sort of just monitor kids taking as much as they can. I thought, oh, interesting. Okay. Suburbs. Yeah, I would say leave out a bowl. Um, I'm not going to be at home on trick or treat nights. So, you know, I guess, I guess if, I, if they can put my Postmates on the ground outside the apartment building and I can grab <laughs> that, I can leave a bowl of candy outside of the door. That's about. That's yeah. safe enough. Yeah. I don't want all these little super spreaders coming up to me, coughing on me. <laughs> super, super spreaders? That's hey, a good what are you going to oh, I, I see you're Leonardo. Oh, and you're super spreader. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, oh, Ninja. Man. Go. Go, Ninja. What is, the, what is the hot costume, Joe? Is it Baby Yoda and uh, our Mando boy? I think mm. probably, right? Pro- probably. That's a, wow. that's a good like should... parent-baby costume, right? Because the parent can be uh, the Mando. Every, every cool dad is going to be yeah. the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, oh, can you imagine? Um, yeah, little they should, everyone should be the... Uh, the the child uh, department in Monsters Inc. with like the big sanitation suits. That should be one that people. Oh, do this. that's, that's a, a good idea. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything that can incorporate the mask into the costume. Is Mortal good. Kombat. Anyone from Mortal Kombat? The ninjas is a good call. <laughs> Little Jake Gyllenhaal, boy Shredder. in the bubble. You know they get the mobile suit. They actually. <laughs> that thing's do got it. a six foot diameter. I think you're good. Yeah. Yeah. The bubble right. boy suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah kind of good. funny. Um, like so, next weekend. So I'm trying to finish up all my Spooktober, you know, 31 days of Halloween, which I, I haven't keep keep tra- kept track like Colin has as much. But I think if you count all the shows and everything, I've probably watched, like you know, Bly Manor. That's like nine hours, right? So that's like four mm-hmm. movies at least. So oh, I yeah. I probably watched 31 Spooks by the end of this month. But um, nice, I'm going man. out of uh, out of town a little bit next weekend because my mom and my stepdad are coming into Death Valley. So what's better? What a better place to be for Halloween? Than Halloween in Death, Death Valley. Valley. That's where Ooh. the Undertaker lives. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to. And I'm you're gonna, going trick or treating, Jacob? <laughs> yeah. With I'm going to dress Undertaker? up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be there for a couple nights next weekend um, and visit my Mather. So that'll be fun. But I will be oh, out cool. of town for the trick or treating. So good luck, everyone. Hope it goes well. Get that candy. Yeah. Stay safe if you are going out there. Always, you know, take care of yourself, your loved ones. Just, you know, don't, don't, don't risk it too much for the biscuit, the biscuit being a candy bar. But That's if right. you can be safe, be safe. You know, obviously, we, we have a, a situation here. We don't want it to be 28 years later. I don't want that movie to be my reality. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. But thank you all for listening. Talking Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, maybe there's a new show coming out. We are going to be taking Ooh. a hiatus. We got some uh, some bounty hunting, some marks we need to take care of uh, next week. So we'll be back in two weeks. But we appreciate it, Normies, for stopping by for the Spooktacular and Halloween. Yeah. That's right. And Happy Spooktacular, Normies. Promo code Normies Like Us on Shudder.com. Uh, <laughs> if only. Please. You, you yeah. You'll get, you won't you'll, get anything, but you can put it in. You can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, just for the you'll SEO purposes, please type our name with their name a bunch. Maybe with Shutter, yeah, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, very, very cool. Thank you again, everybody. This has been fun, Joe. It's good to have you back. The boys, the four horsemen, are back together, and now the world can end as, as always intended. So That's we right. did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Now, I've tried to leave this podcast a couple times. It does seem like we are stuck here for all of eternity, guys. I think we might be ghosts. Well, that's just perfectly splendid, isn't it? We didn't even know. (laughs) Perfectly (laughs) splendid. That's really the best thing of either of the seasons is her, but yeah. Perfect. Yeah, those kid actors, I thought, especially the the girl, I thought they were great. Normally, I hate them, but they did a great job, but uh, yeah. No actors here, though, just real live raw podcast hosts on Normies Like Us Spooktacular Episode 4. We're going to catch you on the YouTubes and the Instagrams and the Twitters. Isn't that right, Colin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Spooktacular. Uh-huh. That sounds about right. Uh, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go go stalk around the haunted house. I got some... Uh, some spooky light switch flipping to do. So I'll catch you next I'm gonna week. I'm going to float over here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get those name outros. Colin, what's your name, Ghost? Spooky Colin. Um, Mike's Haunted Manor. Uh, season of the Joe. Halloween 3. And this is uh, Ghost Jacob. The ghostiest Jacob of them all. Ooh, no, you're spookiest Simon. Jacob. Oh, whatever. Spookiest <laughs> you of all Baby New Year. <laughs> See With the talking in the blur. Bye. Happy Halloween. Bye. See ya. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Ghosts. That was spooky. Elections. <laughs> SNL. Elections. Musical guest. Spooky time. The fly on Pence's head. Musical guest. Uh, <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs>
You should write for SNL. <laughs> let's, it's about the level. Let's of get into it.